Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Good evening, and Merry Christmas to all of you. I'm so thankful that you are here to celebrate our Savior's birth tonight. A lot of places you could be tonight, a lot of places you could be to worship tonight, but you chose to be here, and we are honored and we are thankful. Let us pray together. Now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, our God, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. Tonight's service is a celebration of light. And I don't mean the the beautiful Christmas lights adorning our tree, but they are beautiful. I don't mean necessarily the candles on our Advent wreath or our altar, though they do point to something that is holy and good. I, I don't mean necessarily all of the sparkle and glitter and shine of the season, and there certainly is plenty of that. Tonight we've gathered here to celebrate a greater light, a purer light, a truer light. In speaking of his coming birth, the prophet Isaiah said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. John 1 verse 5 says, a light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And speaking of himself, Jesus himself said in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me won't walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. These are central themes to Scripture, light and dark. Without Jesus, we are walking in the dark. With Jesus, we are receiving the light and life of God himself. In the writings of the philosopher Plato, there is a a story called the allegory of the cave. Plato imagined that there was a cave where there were people living, but for their entire lives they had been chained to a wall in the cave with their backs to the entrance to the cave where you could see outside and see the light. They were chained in such a way that they could only see the rear of the cave. And on that back wall, they could see shadows of of objects, people, animals that might be walking back and forth in front of the entrance to the cave, but they never saw the object themselves. And so they were interpreting life just simply by looking at shadows. Of course, they would also hear sounds. They'd hear the voices of the people passing by or the sounds of the animals or the objects. 
But by the time the sound made it into the cave and bounced off the walls, they were indistinguishable. They were muffled. So they would associate these muffled sounds with these distorted shadows and interpret that as reality. But Plato imagined that one of those captives might be released. They might come out of the cave and after adjusting painfully to the light, seeing objects for the first time in their life and hearing clearly the sounds from outside, they would see the world in a new and different way, an accurate kind of way. Whereas those still living in the cave would still be interpreting life through shadow and muffled noises. Plato used this particular story to describe what it was like to be a philosopher, to be someone who is enlightened, who is trying to tell the unenlightened masses that there is a different reality, that there is a clearer reality, that the shadows and muffled noises are not all that exists. There is something more. He imagined going back into the cave and trying to explain to those living in the cave and the incomprehensibility of trying to imagine a different kind of reality. Well, it seems to me, in a sense, that's exactly what we're doing here tonight. We're not seeking, of course, philosopher's enlightenment, but I do like that word, enlightened. Enlightened. Isn't that why we're here? To be enlightened? To receive the light of Christ upon us and even possibly within us. The truth is there are many competing lights and shadows and, and voices and sounds vying for our attention at Christmas, but all through the year. But you and I are here because we know that not all voices tell the truth and not all lights are equal. Some lights are truer and some aren't. Some lights are more life-giving and some aren't. Some lights are good and some aren't. Some are real and some are just cheap knockoffs. As we've been told, all that glitters isn't gold. And so we've come here tonight to celebrate the light, to acknowledge that there is one true light that is greater than all the others. I was recently with a friend who used an expression that I've come to really appreciate. She was talking about gathering light, gathering light. That's how she talked about uh, how we go about gathering spiritual truths that we can carry with us, spiritual practices that will take us to a deeper place spiritually. Well, when she first used the expression, I, I imagine she meant we, we gather around the light. You know what I'm talking about. Like at a campfire, we, we gather, we tend to gather around it so that we can see and be warm and feel safe. We gather around the fireplace on a cold night. Maybe tonight you gathered around the light of the Christmas tree to, to give and receive gifts. Some of us have been gathering around the stove preparing holiday meals. I thought that's what she was talking about, gathering around the light. And in a sense, I think that's what we're doing here tonight. We believe that celebrating this birth is like a light shining in 
the darkness. But she meant something else that I've really come to appreciate. She wasn't talking about gathering around the light. She was talking about the spiritual practice of gathering lights, being intentional in the way that we seek out spiritual truth and practice. The image that came to mind was of children in Easter baskets and Easter eggs gathering up their treasure and, and kind of holding them to, their, to themselves or or maybe tonight you uh, went by the buffet table and did a little gathering of your own. We gather, right? We gather things that mean something. We gather things that have value. Tomorrow at my house, after we've done opening all the gifts, we'll gather them into piles just to make sure nobody's gift was lost, especially if it's a gift card or a check, right? We don't want to lose those. After the presents are all unwrapped, we'll we'll gather up the bows and the bags that are good enough to use again next year. After we eat, we'll we'll gather up the leftovers that we'll be dining on for the next week or so, right? We gather things that have value. What if that's why we're here tonight? Yes, we've come to gather around the light of his birth, but, but maybe we ought not be so passive. Maybe this is a good spiritual practice to come, to gather, to claim, to hold on to throughout the year, this light that's like none other. There are many lights that we can gather in this season, but there's only one light that really matters, the light of Christ. In a few moments, the service will be over. We'll we'll be sending you out the door to go back to your holiday festivities. I'm sorry. I suspected we we interrupted some dinners tonight or cut them short. I I can hear some rumbling in tummies right now. I know you're hungry and want to get to eating. Some of you maybe still have some presents to wrap or some things to assemble tonight. Don't forget to leave out some cookies for Santa. Like There's things to be done. I get it. But before we go, let's be here. I, I know we're thinking about things we need to go and do and we're ready, but, but just for a moment, let's, let's just be here. In a moment, we'll be dimming the lights. We'll invite you to, to light your, your glow stick candles and we'll share in that moment. But let's let that be more than a moment. In these final moments of the service, let's, let's focus on this light. Why we believe it's true, why we need it. Let's allow it to shine deeply within us so that when we leave, it can shine deeply from us. Let us pray. And so God, in these moments, as we, as we shine lights in the darkness, Remind us of the greatest light of all, a light like no other. May that light shine upon us tonight. May it shine from within us tonight. May we become people who are drawn to the light, but also people who are gatherers of the light. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. 
If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.